Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab. We are all tired of abuse being our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start the show. So please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? What up, Pim Skillet? What's going on with you? Not much. It was hot as hell today. You know, it reached 100. So I'm in the house. Yeah, that's beautiful. Probably sitting up <laughs> under some cool air and all that good shit too, huh? <laughs> no, it's off. I got cold. Oh, well, yeah. Don't don't rub it in, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I well, appreciate I mean, you doing the podcast in the car. I do. Hey man, listen. You know, it, it's it's beyond just. <laughs> just going to do it in the car. I mean, this is just my little safe haven. This is where I can be loud and proud and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, be able to, you know, keep it, keep it rated R, you know. So. But I know it's hot. That's what I'm saying. I, I appreciate it. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, I know it's, it's not even that hot, no, but it's actually cooling down. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so cool, I ain't cool. even going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man. Uh, oh yeah, my bad. What was the vibe goes, of the week? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that pretty much goes into it. Um, yeah, just just getting getting accustomed to this damn heat. Um, <laughs> I was gonna bring something to the table, but I ain't gonna put my foot in my mouth because I had finesse <laughs> um, a couple of days ago, so I ain't even about to bring that to the forefront because that might bite me in the ass a little bit. But let's just yeah. say, you know. When you get fed up, sometimes you get fed up, and sometimes you just got to finesse a little bit, and, you know, let's just say that damn um, that damn COVID test, on a, on another note, that damn COVID yeah. test is something different. This is the first time I've ever had to take one, yeah. and when I say it burns, like, I've never had to reach up in my nose that fucking far. Like, that is yeah. horrible. They say you gotta mm. you gotta take the Q-tip and you know shove it up like an inch up into your nose. I'm like an inch where? Like I don't even <laughs> think I don't even think I got uh you know gaps in between there that damn long. Like what you mean? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that was the first time doing it. Like I I knew when I saw it, like it was like a I, I was scared and hesitant to do it. But then mm. when I did it, I was like, yep, your assumptions was right. This shit is crazy. Yeah. Like I I don't, I don't understand how I don't understand how people who do crack do it because like because oh like no, that, that, that's <laughs> where the guy that's that's short <laughs> coke though yeah <laughs> oh, I mean shit. I was just saying it, though like a cotton swab because you because you got to put it up your nose and then you got to rotate it for fifteen seconds mm. so you got to hold it in each nostril for 15. oh yeah I know <laughs> yeah so um. Yeah, if that was anything like Coke, I ain't got to worry about ever trying to do it. <laughs> that shit hurt. I'm sorry, when that's not funny. Sniffling, it's, it's not, it's not. But when oh, I say I was sniffling, though, hella bad, and it was burning, oh. yeah, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just laughing because of what led up to this test. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we're going to keep that. <laughs> I know. Okay, okay. well... <laughs> We're just going to fly right into the Keeping It Complex. So I only got one this week. So I want okay. to retract what I said um, 
a couple episodes ago. I think it was, I, I forget which episode it was, but the what you know about that, we talked about who was wrong in The Best Man. So prior to okay. that episode, I hadn't seen The Best Man since I was 19. So I watched it previously. I take it back. I agree with DC. Harper was wrong as hell. Like, ah, I did not know. I, I did not know that growing up, when I was younger, I thought that Mia, you know what I'm saying, this was somebody that Mia slept with that was Lance's homeboy, that like, like, like a brother. Okay. Yes, right. he was. Harper was Lance's, you know, like homeboy, like a brother. But right. Mia knew him too. And to find out that he was a counselor, you know, like, I'm sorry, I just think about it. If I had a fiancé and I'm over here thinking that you're just talking to my female friend about our relationship, but you clapping them cheeks, like. Clapping them cheeks, (laughs) cuz. And then he dedicated the book to them for their wedding. You know. No, he was a fucking savage. I can't. I'm sorry. Harper was wrong as hell. He was wrong as hell. I just wanted to say that. That's it. I lost it, yo. Yeah. But see, that's how you know Tate Diggs is a good actor because, like, yeah. even even when you felt like he was in the wrong, like, he had, like, those dumbfounded, like, puppy dog, guilty-ass faces he would make. And it's almost like, yeah. yeah, you shit in this movie, but like I feel bad for you in a sense too, because mm-hmm. that man could have like could have like real life just like just killed your ass like on on a couple occasions, like mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, shout yeah. out to Tay Diggs. Yeah. <laughs> you made yeah. yourself look like shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> you got the shit out of him with that book. Like nigga, keep this shit. But yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get it too. This should be the fuck up topic. Oh gosh, that shit was funny. Um, so yep. tonight we doing a get it off the chest moment. You know, DC got to say it like like in the baby kids. But come on, boy, get it off your chest. <laughs> but uh, tonight, you know, we wanted to not go too heavy, but we wanted to just kind of uh do something lighthearted after the last two episodes we had. Yeah. So tonight yeah. we are going to just talk about some real shit. So the first, I'm going to bring the first point in, which is hurt feelings, because they don't mind hurting yours. And yeah. I heard this <laughs> while listening to the Friend Zone podcast, Dustin was uh, saying this. And this really hit close to home. And when I was talking to DC about it, he was like, damn, that shit hit hard for me too. And the reason why it hit so hard for us is because this is something we both agreed that we struggled with growing up. Like, it was hard for me to hurt people's feelings. And as I did reflection over this week, you know what I'm saying, to just bring content into the uh, the episode, I realized that I have to learn to be intentional, something that I was never, like, something that I never knew how to be before. And I had right. to, like, look up what intentional meant, and it means to um, – be clear and upfront about what you want to achieve. Like, have reason and purpose behind your actions so you won't seem like you're all over the place. Like, if I'm saying that I want to be single because I'm focusing on myself, I have to be intentional with those actions. You know, not trying to sit up here and 
and, you know, like just basically try to date or just get into the next relationship. If I do so happen to come across a guy that's interested, hey, listen, we can be friends, but I'm not looking for no relationship, and this is why. You know, I'm just letting you know so you won't feel like you're wasting your time. And don't, you know, like, and don't try to change my mind. Like, just let a person know up front what you want. And mm-hmm. I never knew how to, I never knew how to do that growing up because I was always talked over, you know, like, because as a child, you don't have a point, you don't have no type of opinion, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I don't know, it's just, if, if I tried to express myself, it was like, you're talking back. And it's like, how am I talking back by standing up for myself? So it's like right. anytime somebody could back me into a corner to where I felt like, yeah, there's no reason to speak up because I know I'm going to get defeated in this argument, I would just shut mm-hmm. down. So I'm learning to be more intentional, you know, and, you know, just learning to um, be myself regardless of how anyone feels about it. So what's your take on that? Uh, I mean, so you pretty much nailed that on the spot, um, especially like with the childhood thing. And I think we all go through that, you know, because speaking from a parent's perspective, you know what I'm saying? Growing Mm -hmm. up, not being able to really much have like that voice to pretty much counter attack in like a debate, so to speak, to, you know, kind of plead your case and, you know, things like that. You know what I'm saying? They always shut you down real quick because like you said it was it was considered talking back you know what i'm saying whether you know teaching us how to stand up for what we may believe in whether it's wrong or not at least you do have that um you have that ability to be able to stand up for yourself you know what i'm saying especially Mm -hmm. when you get older because that that uh, that silence in a child grow you know it 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 travels you know you know what i'm saying to you know, into adolescence up until, you know, like adulthood, you know what I'm saying, et cetera, you know what I'm saying? And um, and unfortunately, in some cases, you know, people get stuck in their ways and that's just how they are, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the proof of that, you know what I'm saying? Because like you, I was never assertive, you know what I'm saying? I would have mm-hmm. my spurts where I would be, but my people-pleasing side would pretty much override you know what I'm saying? Like all of that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I would be afraid that if I did stand up for something, I would be hurting someone's feelings, therefore letting them down, therefore making me look like the bad guy type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And it could be little shit, you know what I'm saying? From big stuff to little stuff, you know what I'm saying? From like, I remember like there was a couple of times where, you know, someone asked me to, you know, drop them off somewhere or, you know, or mm-hmm. to just even hang out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be tired as hell, but it's like, mm-hmm. sure, why not? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that's all That's all just to, you know, not, you know, feel like the bad guy because, like, I'm tired type of shit. Because it's like, mm-hmm. I know this person may be doing this, this, that, and the third, and they probably tired too, but it's like, hey, they could put that exhaustion to the side and still, you know, kind of have a good time or, you know, do other things. So it was almost mm-hmm. like, it's almost, it was almost like in a sense inspirational, but at the same time, it's like not everybody's built the same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. a person can work a whole 80-hour week and then go clubbing on Saturday and go to church on <laughs> Sunday and then up over again type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus a person who, who will probably work like three days out the week, 10-hour shifts, and be tired as hell by the weekend. Like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, everybody has exhaustion, you know, in different ways. But um, yeah. But yeah, like once I once I was insertive, like I try I try my damnness to, 
you know, to keep it that way. Because, like, I mm-hmm. felt like it was more peaceful to be able to, you know, stand by what I believe in, you know what I'm saying, regardless of what it was, and not care if a person accepted it or not. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's right. And it, and and it would be different if it was like a relationship perspective because like you know there comes a time where there is some compromising and all that stuff like that but outside of that like you know what i'm saying like if it comes down to it if i'm not fucking with it like i'm not fucking with it you know what i'm saying and there's no and there's no hard feelings towards the person but it's just how i'm feeling at that point in time it's like you know if it comes down to it i'll make up for it but it's like right here and now like it's not happening right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. and like I said, like the moment I started doing that, the more like, you know, decision-making was like a lot more easier. But like I said, like mm. I have like those spurts, but I feel like I'm, I'm still, I'm still people pleaser dominant. You know what I'm saying? If that mm. makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. that's, you know, that revolves around mainly my job right now in a sense, because, um, you know, and it seems like jobs is kind of hard to come by, you know what I'm saying? But at, at the moment, I'm, you know, just pretty much trying to hold on to it. But, you know what I'm saying? Once that clothing brand kicks yeah. in, you know what I'm saying? I should fuck everybody. You know, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun, that's fun. Uh, 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 but, yeah, like, you, know, you said what? Yeah, I had a question. Keep going. Um, but, no, yeah, um, that's, yeah, that was basically it in a nutshell, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, it was it was really difficult for me to, you know, even put it into into thought to like hurt somebody else's feelings. But I feel like the moments that I did, I was already at a I was already at a level where I had like a uh, um a level of anger. You know what I'm saying? Like a level of frustration to where it was like, Okay, like I really just don't give a fuck now. You know what I'm saying? Because at a certain point like your tolerance it gets really it gets really low for you know, for constantly, you know, beating yourself up and then allowing others to do it too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So by default you start to you start to, you know, develop that defense mechanism out of nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it unwillingly just pops up. You know what I'm saying? It just takes over. It overrides everything. It's just like, you know, step aside with your sensitive ass. Let me let me step in real quick. He said no. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's uh I'm saying that's how that's how the that's how the insertive part kicks in when you when you've just been through too much and like you feel like enough yeah. is enough just really kicks yeah. in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but yeah, that's my take on it. I had a question for you because I know you said you know being a parent and like being able to give your daughter the um the, the safe space to express herself. You know what I'm saying? And not yeah. talking over her. Letting her be, letting her be her true, authentic self. Do you ever find yourself getting frustrated with like your mom, or you know what I'm saying, like like or whoever raised you? Do you ever find yourself getting frustrated, like how come I can change the narrative, but how come they couldn't get it? Well, I feel like I feel like we all go through that at some at, at a certain point. You know what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. and you, I don't even think you necessarily have to be a parent. Like, you could be a person from the outside looking in. You know what I'm saying, as to how a parent you know, your age operates, you know what I'm saying? Cause you can look mm-hmm. at how they parent, you know, you can look at how they parent and their kids. And then like, you can sit there and reflect like, damn, 
Like, you're a good parent. You know what I'm saying? I wish my damn parent was like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't allow me to sit here and just talk or, you know what I'm saying, you know, (laughs) this, this, that, and the third. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you couldn't do as a child, this child has, you know, got the utmost privilege to do. And you just sit there like, damn, I I had none of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, like, I've had had my frustrations, you know what I'm saying? I, I never let it reflect or, you know what I'm saying, allow myself to digress from being the parent that I am just based off of, you know what I'm saying, the parent that I had, you know what I'm saying, I just continued to push forward, you know what I'm saying, like, because initially the inspiration is to be a better parent than your parents once were, you know what I'm saying, that should always be the inspiration, you know what I'm saying, whether whether they were good or bad parents, you know what I'm saying, if they were bad, you want to, you know what I'm saying, you want to definitely, you know, turn the turn the generational curse around and, you know, change it for the better. Or, you know, if they were good parents, then you want to continue on that legacy of being that good parent type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, or, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just, you know, setting a, setting a whole different bar, you know what I'm saying? For yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like challenge mm-hmm. yourself, you know what I'm saying? Don't even, don't even use your, your, uh, your parents as resources in a sense, you know, just go based off the love and, you know, the, the love that you have for your child or your children at that point. Because once you have a child, like, you know what I'm saying, like that, that love and affection, that, that, that kicks in. It really does, you know, in, in cases, you know, like parents, they may, they may have their, their difficulties and their rivalries and all that shit. And in, in some cases that, that may affect others and how they, you know, show love towards their kids. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it's, it's a less percentage you know what I'm saying, versus, you know, a person saying, like, hey, regardless of what me and you going through, I'm going to still be there for my kid regardless type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. so. But, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I know, like, even with her, like, even with my kid, like, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be scared to hurt their damn feelings, like, <laughs> because, like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a second version of you that you're, that you're raising, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, because you've seen how fragile, well, because you felt how fragile you were, you would kind of hate to see the reflection of it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, like that's that's enough. That's just a a um a second version of you. So not only do you, you know, not only do you feel what you went through before, but now, like, if you were to do something wrong or you know, like, be like a strict parent or something like that and hurt their feelings, now you see a reflection of yourself being hurt. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Try to steer clear away so, from the that. The reason why, the reason why I ask, I'm sorry. The reason why I oh, ask right. is because um, looking, yes, you can look at it from another perspective. You can look at another family and say, how come my mom didn't treat me this way? But in reality, I don't know what type of support system that parent had to be able to change the narrative for their child. But right. I know that I had the same circumstances. Like if I had a child and I had the same circumstances as my mom growing up, and I'm changing the narrative and I beat the odds, I think I would get into that phase of being frustrated before trying to understand why couldn't she change the narrative too. So, like, that's why I was asking, like, you know, from that standpoint. But um, my last point, because I know we gotta we got to push it to you next. My last point mm-hmm. under this is um, don't let others guilt trip you for putting yourself first. So another reason why it was hard for me to hurt feelings is because I got guilt tripped a lot. Like my no could never be my no. Like if um I was hanging around a certain family member 
you know, she loves to drink. I'm not a drinker. Uh, before I found weed, I really didn't. I didn't smoke or drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my high was music. Like, I could, like, really zone out for music. And whenever I would go around her, she would want to have a drink. And I'm like, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll drink socially. But everybody knows my drinks has to be mixed. Like, DC could tell y'all, I'm a lightweight, okay? So I don't like to just take shots or anything like that. So she would get offended and guilt trip me, like, oh, well, I bet when you get your friends, you know what I'm saying, it's a different story. So it's like when how I feel is like having family members guilt trip you, guilt trip me into doing what I wanted to do. Not having a voice with them made it easy for me not to have a voice with my friends as well. You get what I'm saying? So it's like right. I've always felt uncomfortable with being myself, you know, with critiquing growing up, um, with the guilt tripping growing up, with the not being able to think for myself. Like I was always, I always, I was just always like, I was just always, like, in my head about who's looking at me in a negative view. Like, do my friends really fuck with me or am I awkward? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I getting on their nerves? Like, I just always felt like I was in the way. I could never feel comfortable around anybody. And now I'm at a place now where I'm learning to don't don't be afraid. You know what I'm saying? Don't let anyone guilt trick me into wanting to put myself first. You know what I'm saying? That's if I'm like if I'm listening to music in the car. I listen to all types of music, okay? I used to let people <laughs> change my music. I used to really let people monopolize my radio. But if I'm in their car, I have the utmost respect. You know, this is what you want to listen to. I can't change it. You know what I'm saying? But right. it's like when it came to me, it's like, Hasha, what the hell are you listening to? Turn it. Oh, okay, I'll turn it. I can never really fully be myself around somebody. So now I'm just really learning to be myself. And if that hurts someone's feelings in the process, my thing is you have to take a look at yourself. If you're getting offended at me putting myself first, you really have to stop and and, and ask yourself, what the fuck is wrong with you? You get what I'm saying? So, like, that's right. how I'm looking at it. What's, what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, shit, I, I wish – you know, I was able to, you know, be comfortable with myself at an early age, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's where you're most happy at, you know what I'm saying? Where you can, you know, you can showcase, you know what I'm saying, your personality, you know, based off of, you know, your certain likes for food, music, movies, you know what I'm saying, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, without, you know, without feeling the criticism and taking it, you know, you know, to heart <laughs> for the most part, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because when you're not comfortable with yourself, any type of criticism is, you know, really sensitive, you know what I'm saying, once you receive it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, <laughs> it definitely sucks. Because um, I, was, I was like you at one point, you know, like uh, like you were saying before, like, you know, when you when you try to be yourself and, you know, like you said, with, like with the whole radio, uh, with, well, with the whole music situation, like, Tasha, what the hell you be listening to, like, type of shit. I get mm-hmm. that way when, like, there will be certain, there will be certain things, and this is this is kind of still currently too, where mm-hmm. you know, um, it's hard to interact with people 
or like I, I steer away from interacting with people when I overhear, you know, uh, conversations amongst others where like they're into certain things and it's like, okay, I know I'm, I definitely don't know shit about that. So it's like, you know, I ain't even about to say, I'm not even about to get close to tune in because they might ask me a question about it. I'm like, man, look, I ain't, I'm, I'm not into that. And they'd be like, nigga, what, what are you? Like, you know oh, what I'm saying? God. And it's just like, I mean, hey, pipe down. Like, everybody different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Thank shoot you. me for not liking, you know, football or, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, not uh following up on Bitcoin and, you know, shit like that. Like, I'm not on your level. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's different levels to, you know, you know, different people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's you shouldn't right. ridicule anybody for not knowing what you know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if anything, educate a motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's okay to be kind, and I think that's what we we yeah. we lack in that in a society. We lack of being kind to to one another. Like you know what I'm saying. Like we think humiliating somebody is like the new cool type of shit. Or I wouldn't even say new cool. Like you know what I'm saying. That's always been that's always been the 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 cool. You know what I'm saying. When it comes to you know you being like that that guy or you know what I'm saying that girl. You know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you above and beyond everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But yeah. But yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go on to your segment, your little topic. All right. So my topic, um, I wanted to bring to the table um, money. That's money. (laughs) Um, As we we all heard the quote, you know what I'm saying, money is the root of all evil type of thing. And, you know, I feel like, honestly, in a sense, like I stand by that quote, you know what I'm saying, to a certain extent. I really do feel like, you know, when you do get a certain amount of money, you know what I'm saying, in your pocket, like, you become a, well, I wouldn't even say you become a different person, because I'm going to catch myself before I even say that, because money doesn't change you, it just brings out the real person in you, you know what I'm saying, it pretty much yeah. amplifies that, because money, in a sense, gives gives a person this invisible power that they have, like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, money is so powerful, it it, it brings out, it really brings out that asshole in you, you know what I'm saying? And certain people, I wouldn't even say all people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like at certain points, you know what I'm saying, people, you know, people who, you know, come across some money or, you know what I'm saying, start to do, start to do, you know, good or, you know what I'm saying, like start to get promotions and jobs and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, when the extra income comes in, like, you know, certain people know how to humble themselves and, you know, stay, um, stay grounded you know what I'm saying, and, you know, really be thankful. But I do feel like in certain cases, you know what I'm saying, like a certain person who doesn't know how to handle money to a certain extent will go fucking crazy with it, and, you know, it would really it would really bring out their true colors, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so I guess the question I would, I would like to ask is, um, have you ever been in a situation where you've came across a person or you, or if you may have been that person who, you know, who, where the word got out that, you know what I'm saying? That, that you, you know, you're, you're financially stable and all that shit. And, you know, you started to, you know, see changes in certain people. Um, Like, are you asking like, uh, when I found out I'm financially stable, like, did they show shitty? Yeah. Like, did they, like, yeah, like yeah, like, did you did you kind of notice, like, a change of behavior, like, when, you know, when a person, like, you know, may have found out that you were, like, you know, that you came that you came up on a little bit of extra money or some shit? Mm. Honestly, uh, 
I was I was a very I was a very friendly person with money. So I don't think like um people ever showed the their like shitty side. I think like they did show their entitlement side, like that I will always look out and the moment that I said no it, it became a problem. Like um I had certain family members that I don't really like to tell my family what I make because I, my family could be very money hungry. But a person can watch you closely and, uh, you know, if they see you get a new car or if they see, like, you know what I'm saying, that you're going out and everything like that, oh, she got money. People watch. So I've had certain family members say, like, damn, I've been struggling. You ain't even throw nothing my way. Uh, Because when I, I understand that it's not good to... It's, it's it's not good to do the tip for tat thing. Like, you know, if a person don't look out for you, oh, I ain't going to look out for them. I don't believe in that. But right. just know, I do know that when I was struggling, I know who was there for me and who wasn't. So I'm going to look out for the person that was there for me before I look out for you. And I'm and I don't have, I'm not obligated to do it. You get what I'm saying? I do it because I choose to. Like, I have certain family members that will only call to ask for money, and once you say no, we ain't got shit else to talk about. No, how are you doing? I miss you or nothing like that. You get what I'm saying? So um, I'm very private when it comes to that. And I think in the past, before I, like, uh, before I um, shrink my circle down, I was very friendly to certain friends as well. Like uh, me and Queen K talked about on the other podcast, uh, we talked about enablers. And I went broke one time, like, trying to help an old friend because she had lost her job and couldn't pay her part of the rent. And, I, you know, I, I basically paid a month out of our refund check. You remember when the refund check came when you was off campus? You seen some stats. So I'm like, oh, I Jesus. got you, I got you. And just for me to pay it for her to leave, you know what I'm saying? Like, she still got evicted. So it was like, what the fuck? So, like, I didn't went broke before. Like, I didn't um, overdraw my account before. And when I was in the low point, people didn't look out for me. So, like, I had to humble myself and just really start saying, like, you know, I got to start looking out for myself before looking out for others. What about you, though? Um, I would say that, yeah, I, well, I would say that I had came up on some money and, like, you know, people started to change their ways. But there was in a sense where like I had a family member. Um, I was probably between the ages of, I want to say maybe between like 13, between like 13 and 16. Mm-hmm. Between that gap, like I had this family member, you know what I'm saying? Like ask me like for a couple dollars or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And because, like, that was my family member and I loved him dearly, it was like I didn't pay it no mind, you know, type of thing. But, like, when I sat there and I thought about it, especially as I got older, it was like, you know, kind of took advantage of, you know, <laughs> you know, of a of, of a kid that, you know, you, you pretty much taking away their video game money. And never and I never seen it back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and this was just to assume that, you know, like, if I give, if I give I'll get back like, type of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I had at at that point. So it was like, you know, not only for the love of that family member, but just knowing, just, you know, just going based off of that, you know, that 
you know, that whole terminology. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I if I give you, if I loan you something, I'm going to assume I'm going to get it back. But, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's never the case type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, honestly, uh, like, kind of recent. I wouldn't say recently, recently, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, recently, like, you know, between my, my 20s and my 30s, damn, that shit sound old as hell. But, um, but between my 20s and 30s, like, I had them, like, you know, actually for a couple of dollars again. And it's like, now that I, you know, now that I'm a little bit more wiser and, you know, especially like I'm a little older. So, you know, I have my own obligations as an adult. Now I sit back and I look, I'm like, okay, you know that I'm going through this, I'm going through that. And you still have the nerve to ask me for some money. Like how, why? When it's like, you know, you know, every little struggle that I'm going through right now, like I'm paying courts and everything and you, you still got the nerve to ask me for some money. Like, cause like I said, like before, like I would have did it no problem, but I was young and naive. Like I didn't assume that you was just going to run off on the plug twice. You know what I'm saying? Hell more than twice. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just ran off of my shit. But, um, but no, nah, yeah, like that money, 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 brings along people that that will really give you the wrong money brings around brings along wrongful attention is how i want to put it it brings around wrongful attention you know what i'm saying and it's it's very hard to to really like see that in a sense especially like when you care for a person that much like you won't see it initially but, like, you were right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people do feel entitled to your damn money yeah. that you work for. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that shit sucks. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say, honestly, like, you know, I, 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 was, I, was friendly, I was friendly with my money, too, as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even, not even just with family members. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would, when I feel like I got it, you know what I'm saying, I'll, I'll treat, you know what I'm saying, I'll treat out and shit like that. But I had to I had to look back and I had to take notice of certain things. Like for example, um, I, I had to take notice that not only was I picking up one friend to go hang out with the rest of the friends, but when we would link up, it was either me or my best friend at the time comping him for his meals and shit too. And it was like, yeah. well, damn, what you tagging along for? Like, <laughs> if you ain't really got money like that, what you tagging along for? Because, I mean, shit, we was hanging out every other weekend. You know what I'm saying? Damn near, damn near every weekend for the most part. And it was like, I mean, I got a baby to feed. Like, <laughs> you might be single and dangling out here, but I got a baby to feed, bruh. Like, maybe constantly spending your bill in mine. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, if you don't say nothing, they ain't going to say shit either. Yeah. That's what I was about to just so say. Like, yes. Yeah. So that 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 um that ties into you know our first um responses like you got to be really assertive about like what the fuck is going on in your own surroundings. You know what I'm saying? You got to let people know like, mm-hmm. hey, like don't make this a habit. Like even if you got to say that on the first try, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you dish out that first uh, amount, of, <laughs> right? I thought slap you. Like what that nigga I say? If you don't pay me back my money, I kill you. <laughs> yes. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah but uh last little bonus question though um mm-hmm. so i don't know if you ever heard like or if you ever had the talks about the whole like lottery thing and like you know how people say man if i was to hit the lottery man like i, I swear i never change like i won't even spend that shit like i'll spend it slow as hell do you feel like you would be an individual who would know for sure that lottery type of money like if you was to ever win the lottery 
you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. three figures and up, like type of shit. Like, do you feel like you would still remain the same individual or do you feel like you would fall victim to, you know, that, that, that Natasha really kicking in, like, nigga, I got money, like type of shit. Like, what you think? Um, I think that I would be paranoid. I think I would go ghost <laughs> because money is the root of all evil. Like, I mean, like, we laugh, but money is the root of all evil. Motherfuckers yeah. kill you if they find out that you have something that they want. I would be looking yeah. over my shoulder so much. Like, if, if I yeah. lived in a world where I didn't have to worry about nobody killing me, I would have expensive habits, but I would make sure that I paid off my student loans and anything else you know what I'm saying, before I splurge so that they won't be trying to come and siege in my pockets and shit like that. And then I'd be like, right. um, you know, Will Smith off of Pursuit Happiness. That's my money. <laughs> they gonna take my money. I'm going to be like that, you know? <laughs> so, um, but I definitely think that I wouldn't be as friendly with it as I used to be. Um, I don't think that God would ever bless me with that much money with the mindset that I had back when I was 18 and 19 because I was splurging on anyone. I remember I gave somebody a thousand dollars just, you know, just for the hell of it. But at the same, yeah, at the same time, it's like I was doing it as a people pleasing way because I wanted them to appreciate me in return. Hell no. You ain't, listen, you giving it freely. I'm going to take it. You know what I'm saying? That's life. So that was something that I had to learn. So I don't think I would be as friendly anymore, but I think I would be a little bit more paranoid because of how this world works. But I would definitely, um, I would definitely move like, like still like, like um, I still got a normal life. I still log into work. I would still, you know what I'm saying, yeah. get my little quarter of weed and shit like that. Like I would do everything different, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I probably have a house. Two hours away, under underground or some shit. Like I'm telling you. Hell no. Well, <laughs> I mean, shit, I'm gonna be honest with you. As as the people pleaser that I know, I I would be I would be afraid to have that type of money just like suddenly. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't mm-hmm. built from the ground type of shit. Like if that if that type of money was just handed to me just based off of you know, spending forty dollars here and there, and to to flip mm-hmm. that to you know like a thousand percent high. Like, yeah, like, I'd be terrified. I'd be fucking terrified because, like, I just know that. Then again, you know what? I take that back. I take that back because for the simple fact that I have been practicing, you know, my insertives. Like, I've been been practicing that, especially, like, with people, you know, Mm -hmm. that that I knew that I would be submissive to or that I was submissive to, you know what I'm saying, that I was always saying yes to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've practiced the nose, you know what I'm saying? And that's been a part of my decision making now. Like if, if, if you feel like it's a no, then it's a no type of thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I feel like in a sense I would be I would be comfortable with, you know, sitting with that type of money. And like you said, like I would I would feel paranoid in a sense because mm-hmm. I do I I know for sure I got some damn uh <laughs> I got some damn financial issues when they come to spending boy. Cause I remember back back in the early back in the early twenties, man, or shit. I take it far back to uh, to high school, like the middle of high school. Like I used to have the latest phones. Like you know what I'm saying. When I found out one was coming out, I made sure I turned that other one in and made sure I had got that one. You know what I'm saying? Like or you know like when I would go out every other weekend, 
I would always have a brand new fit, top to bottom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my spending habits is crazy. So, like, I know that I haven't been able to spend like that in a while because, like, I've really been on my priorities type of shit. But mm-hmm. if you if I was to get the type of money like that, then I wouldn't even have to worry about priorities because that's taken care of. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. now it's time to be a big-ass kid again and just, like, shop and buy Lamborghinis and Tigers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, um, but no, nah, yeah, like, on some real shit, like, it, I, I, would, I would be scared in a sense because when – Cause when you when you have a certain dollar amount is what is what a person would ask you. So like if you if you sitting on like four hundred thousand dollars, out of nowhere these motherfuckers got all type of scenarios as to why they need fifty grand or twenty grand or you know fifteen grand type of shit. It's like nigga, when I only was making like twelve hundred dollars a month, you didn't even need that kind of money until I had five hundred thousand dollars. So like, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. And so it's like people like that would. Yeah, because people like that would expose themselves, like, for real. It's like, if you can come to me before about $50,000, don't come to me now when I got $500,000. Like, don't do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You go talk to the bank or you go talk to, the, you know, the lending, you know what I'm saying, whoever whoever lending out here in this bitch, you go talk to them. I'm not a lender. You know what I'm saying? That part. But, yeah, I do feel like, you know, yeah, because, like, because you're entitled to your money, whether whether it was handed to you or you worked for it. Like, if it if it's in your possession, then that's, in, that's your entitlement. Like, you're entitled to your money that's been given or received to you, either by hard work or just, you know, been handed down to you, you know what I'm saying, or inherited, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that shit, that, that's not deserved, you know, it's not deserving for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's perks if, you know, if, if you've been a ride or die, and then it's just like, you know, you you built up that, like I said, that, that quote-unquote, like, credit score type of shit when we was talking about lending money before, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you got that good credit score or, you know what I'm saying, like, that loyalty, you know, top-notch, then it's like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll tell you something because, you, you know, you, you were good for it, like, type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like, on the other hand, though, like, if a person was to have that type of money, like, I really feel like that would, that would bring out the asshole side of a person because, mm-hmm. you know, like we said, money is the root of all evil. It's it's it 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 brings you power. So it's like you're gonna feel like every motherfucker is beneath you type of thing. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be walking around top gun and, and of course everybody gonna be submissive to you because it's like he got money so I'm about to kiss ass and then you're gonna enjoy that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you know, it starts to change you for the worst and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you you know, you be feeling like you the king. Like like mm-hmm. Uncle uh, like Uncle Edward say you the king around here. So Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, yeah, a part of me, like, if I was to ever get money like that, I would, I would shit, I would be beyond, I would be beyond grateful and, you know, try my damnness to, you know, not let it consume me and, you know, take over me and, you know, let it go to waste so damn fast, That's you know, I, yeah, I, I'd rather, I'd rather have happiness over money, though, for sure. Listen, that part, okay, that was a dope segment. We could definitely segue on that one. You ready to get your mind stimulated, DC? Fuck no, but I'm about to go ahead and do it anyway because it's hot. So I'm going to give myself a great light. (laughs) Let's stimulate that mind covering. My ankles are sweaty. Okay. So tonight, the stimulation mind question is, um, how do you learn to cut ties? with broken souls when you've been forced to love pockets your whole life by family. 
Mm. How do you how do you how do you pretty much break away from that shit? Uh, like, yeah, how did you learn to cut ties with like broken souls, like broken friendships, broken intimate relationships? If you were always forced to love the broken people in your family, like you know they tell you, oh that's family, you gotta love them. So it's like you're forced to accept them, but you don't know how to cut it. So I'm trying to. This is something that I'm struggling with. So that's why I'm bringing it to the platform. I mean, honestly, that's 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 a struggle. That that's a process, bro. Like for real, like like no bullshit. Like that's a process. Because I mean, I've been through it before too. And like where you where you you know you grew up on you know blood is thicker than water. You know what I'm saying? You're loyal to your family. You know what I'm saying? And you you pretty much integrate that into your friendships and your relationships and stuff like that where mm. you know most of the people that you would call your friend or you would call your boo your bae your fiance your forever you know my one and only type of shit they may, they may not have on the same <laughs> you know what I'm saying my first my last my everything like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like because you were because you were taught and raised that way doesn't mean that they were necessarily taught and raised that way too and you know there will be cases where like, they may have been raised like that, but, you know what I'm saying, you get out into society and, you know what I'm saying, it breaks you away from that, you know, that that um, that um uh, that family tradition. You know what I'm saying? Like, society is going to always have the potential to break you away from your family traditions or, you know what I'm saying, the, tradi- the traditions that you have grew up on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I have been through that um, where it was really difficult. Um, I would say because I was built on, you know, loyalty, it, it it took longer to be able to get over a person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'd never let I never um let society, you know, break that tradition away. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that was in my blood like type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I right. because I had expressed loyalty to certain people, they expressed it back, so they gave me verification and validation that you know what I'm saying like this shit is real, and it's not it's not for everybody, but it's like I know that I'm gonna try my hardest to surround myself with people with you know with like tendencies, you know what I'm saying, and we all we all go through that journey of trying to find people with like tendencies or you know compatible tendencies, you know what I'm saying to where it meshes together type of shit, you know what I'm saying, and. Yeah. We have our cases where, you know, we, we get the shitty end of the stick and, you know, we have to take our losses in here and there. But, you know what I'm saying, that's just the gamble of, you know, getting to know people, you know what I'm saying, and and not being able to let go early enough, you know what I'm saying. Like, we right. get wrapped up in school and, <clears throat> like, our emotions get too caught up into it. And, you know, just, just like a regular-ass, you know, like, uh, form of a relationship, you get you get in good with somebody, um, you know what I'm saying? The emotions is there. They're really intact to where, like, it's hard to let go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, um, it, it becomes really difficult. I Like I said, for me, like, it took a while for me to really get over, uh, really get over a person before. But I think the only thing that saved me was that eventually what I had to realize is that we were growing apart. You know what I'm saying? So there was some realization that yeah, had to kick harsh in. Reality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You said what? No, harsh reality when you realize that you're going apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely harsh reality. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, shouldn't. And I would say in my case it was kind of bittersweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was bitter for the fact that it took that long, but it was like it was sweet enough to know that, you know, 
the the acceptance of it was accepted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I accepted the fact that it was time to let go. And, you know, it made it easy because that person was easy to be able to let go. So it was like, all right, cool. Like, I was the one that was pretty much holding this together, <laughs> you know, type of thing. So, you know, I'm going to let go too. Like, <laughs> so now it's, it's gravy. It's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's great. But, um, okay. but yeah, it, it takes, it takes, it takes, um, it, it, it does take some, uh, some realization and, you know, the, the, the acceptance of it, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just got to accept that you're not just meant for, you know, to have someone tagging along with the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we lose friends, we gain friends, we lose relationships, you know what I'm saying? We gain them. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's somebody's always equipped to be in and out of your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, 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 that's the way of life. People come in and out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's hard to it's hard to wrap your mind around that when you're emotionally involved in it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I think that if we can normalize like allowing a person to love family members that are toxic from a distance, like really letting them know that it's okay. Absolutely. You know, and uh, because I think that there's a difference between accepting someone's toxic behavior and still being loyal to them. Like, I can love you from a distance. So if you ever need to talk, like really talk, and you're not on no drama, my phone line is still open. But I don't have to deal with you when you get drunk or you get high, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, you know, you just feel like you want to get violent or you want to feel entitled, you have these controlling issues. I'm not going to let you lash out on me for that. Because when you force a child to love someone in their family that's toxic, like you said, we integrate these type of relationships into our friends and, um, you know, our uh, our intimate relationships. And you have one partner that comes from a background like this and they're clinging on to that person because they don't know how to cut ties. You know, they don't they don't feel like they can go on without this person. And then you have a, you have the other person that has that has a background like this, but it's easy for them to just shut down and walk away because it's like because I'm forced to do deal with this with my family. Well, nigga, you're not my family, so do right. You get what I'm saying? We have to normalize so that a person can know when it's time to move on and when it's time to walk away. You know, because they say you need to love yourself you know, a little bit better, but a lot of us don't even really know what self-love is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some of us think making others feel good or, you know, saying good words to other people, being there for them, being, you know, being there for them. No, you know what I'm saying? Like self-love is like doing what makes you happy, but we don't have enough people in our life practicing it for us. So it's like, you have to unlearn and relearn, you know, on a daily. And like I was telling you the other day, when we were talking about like in relationships, you know, if a person is feeling a certain type of way, they should just talk to you about it. And I'm like, well, we may, we may come to realizations about fucked up things that have shaped us into who we are, but it takes a minute to unlearn something that you've been doing for a long time. Like you can't expect me to just know how to communicate once I get into a relationship with you if I never had the opportunity to communicate with my mom or, you know, no one ever talked to me growing up. You can't expect me to show affection if no one ever hugged me or kissed me growing up. Then I got beat the shit out of when I struggled on a math problem or 
I got, you know what I'm saying, told to go to bed. If I say, Mommy, I want to hug you, I get out my fucking face. So I don't know right. how to I don't know how to give you what you want. So it's like we right. have to normalize that because it's hard to bounce back from relationships. I don't care if you stop fucking with somebody, you're not friends with them. The fact of not grieving it, it, it turns into either anger, it turns into or it turns into trust issues, it turns into you playing damage control and you basically look at everyone around you as you know what I'm saying? So when you gonna fuck up? When are you gonna fuck up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and you don't you don't know who's genuinely there for you. And I'ma just say this. I'm learning that I have to stop being like that because people that have been in my life for fifteen plus years, I can't sit up there and say that y'all don't genuinely fuck with me because a person don't have to be around. They don't have to deal with you. If they didn't genuinely right. fuck with you, they wouldn't be around. So, yeah, we, we got to get it together. We got to change the narrative. But thank you for answering that. So, for sure. For all right. Sure. I'm going to let you get into shout-outs and appreciation. For sure, for sure. We're going to keep it short and sweet. You know, I ain't shy. Shout-out to Self-Love is my rehab. This has been a therapeutic experience for me to be a better person every single day. Uh, Shout-out to yeah. you, Complex, because without you, this wouldn't be a platform for us to come and talk our shit. And shout out to God, because yeah. without him, there will be no self-love as my rehab. There will be no complex angel. There will be no DC. Uh, shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Don't play with it. You ain't shame. Um, if you uh, you guys want to stay updated on some shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm be coming out with a website here pretty soon. I'll probably say like in the next two months. Yeah, I said the next two months. I set a date, God damn it. So that means that the shit is yeah. it's happening real. <laughs> you know so... Um, <laughs> So, yeah, if y'all want to stay updated on that, you know what I'm saying, make sure y'all follow my IG at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel. Or you can follow it as well on Facebook at dynamic culture apparel. And you already know what I'm about to get into. Shout out to all my positive people with positive vibes and positive energy. And shout out to all my negative Nancys and my negative Karens that damn negative vibe and negative energy. We still love you at the end of the day, girl. We just wait for you to catch up, but. Huh. So shout out to this platform, Self Love is My Rehab. It's helping me to become a better person every day as well. Um, shout out to my book, No Apologies. That's at the platform for Self Love is My Rehab and Queens of Vibes and Visions. Um, out of Darkness, I am finally done writing. I'm in the process of editing and proofreading. So I can finally, finally drop a publishing date, y'all. I can finally drop it because I know I was bullshitting before. But, yes, it will be coming out July 31st. I'm going to keep y'all posted on the pre-order date. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna keep y'all posted on the pre-order date and, um, you know, let y'all know when we can start that because I'm trying to get something special planned for the people that do pre-order. The first 75 people will get something special. Um, I was celebrating all yesterday. I felt really good because I could finally put this this series to bed. It's not that I want to go back to suppressing. I've learned a lot from, you know, the situation, but I'm just ready to put it to bed because I just feel like there's other things I need to heal from. Like I've learned a lot about that and I don't want to keep I don't want to keep reopening up um wounds that, you know, finally just need to heal. You know what I'm saying? They got the little permanent scar. But I, I mean, I'm way, I'm in such a better place. I'm in such a better place now after writing this one. Like, Out of Darkness 
just really, I don't know, it just brought a light to me that I didn't know that I had before. Uh, please go follow me on Instagram at complex underscore angel 90 to get updated on when the pre-orders drop. And like I said, July 31st, we celebrated for my birthday. It's coming out. This is a celebration turning 31 and coming out of darkness and being just happy with who I am. And uh, shout out to God because without him, I wouldn't have the strength that I have. I wouldn't have gotten as far as I've gotten. Um, and I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, be standing here today if it wasn't for him. So, like, you know, shout out to him. That's my best friend. Love him regardless. And, um, yeah, that's, you know, with that being said, D.C., going to the what you know about that. Hey, what you do about that? What you do about that? Hey, I know all about that. No, the, hey, oh, okay. So here we go. <laughs> so we're gonna end, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this little short one here. I was talking to Complex about this one earlier. Um, so, <laughs> so the it's a it's a it's a preference type of thing. So shout out to to the shade room for this one. Um, this one is, would you rather wash dishes or do laundry? <laughs> um, I would rather do laundry. I would rather do laundry. Uh, washing dishes, listen, I like washing them, but at the same time, I like a dishwasher better. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I could be lazy at times. I'm going to be very honest. I like washing clothes because I like the folding. You know, I like the organizing, but the only thing I hate, is getting the clothes out of the washing machine and transferring them into the dryer because I'm short. I got to kind of climb into the fucking washing machine. So it's like my stomach be all caved in and shit. But I like it. What about you? Uh, neither one because I'm, I'm washing dishes and doing laundry for two. So it's twice yeah. the goddamn work. <laughs> but, I mean, if I had to choose, <laughs> if I had to choose, I mean, I guess I would, I would, I would probably prefer laundry. Because, like, I feel like even though it's a long process, it's not consistent, though. Like, you can take a break. Like, once you put the shit in the wash, you know what I'm saying, you can you can sit back and chill for, like, you know, 30 minutes or, you know, uh, like 35 minutes or so. And then, you know yeah. what I'm saying, uh, put your clothes in the dryer. Ah, well, shit, damn. Then again, yep, neither one. Because when it comes to washing <laughs> clothes, I don't dry, I don't dry my kids' uh, jeans because they'll shrink in the dryer or whatever. So... After they're done washing, I got to put them on the hanger and let them air dry and then, you know, separate those from the clothes that can go in the dryer. So, yeah, mm. no. And then when it comes to dishes, um, <laughs> nigga, before I know it, it'd be like a gang of dishes in the damn sink. So I'd be sitting there for like at least 20, 25 minutes washing goddamn dishes. And I'm pretty anal about washing dishes. So I'll sit there on a fork for like five minutes scrubbing that motherfucker, making sure it's clean. So, Yo. yeah. I would I would politely Wait. say neither one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can just picture you doing the Ike Toner face, you know, where he turn over his soda while you wash the dishes and somebody come along and just drop a dish in there. <laughs> oh, I swear That's to God. Dog, back 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 when I was young and I was washing dishes, dog, like my mom she would like she would toss a um uh, a um a plate in the sink. I swear <laughs> to God I did that same face. I'm like, so you just gonna do this to me because it's my chore. You feel like you just dump yeah. any damn thing in the sink, huh? You can't just wash this shit mm-hmm. yourself. It's one plate, my nigga. That is I got one like way 30 plates in this bitch. <laughs> that is one way to offend a black person. Don't let you almost be done. And they bring you a special plate plate. Oh, I guess nah, it's in my room. Uh, 
No, nah, shit, try mopping floors. Like, I didn't understand back then <laughs> how pissed a mom would be when you walk on that clean, wet flow. And to, like, <sighs> I actually did it to my kid walked on the flow. I was like, nah, the hell you do. You better take that big toe <laughs> and turn it right back around. Don't you step your yeah, feet on this damn hard flow. I just mopped it. It's clean. It smelled like pine salt. Get your ass back in your room somewhere. I ain't going to say it no more. <laughs> Yo, I can't. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, shit. Um, but, yeah, I'll go ahead and close out this shit real quick, man. Um, man, this is a nice little chill back podcast, you know what I'm saying? Who the hell, the shit you hear when you <laughs> outside. Um, <laughs> hopefully everybody enjoyed the podcast tonight, you know what I'm saying? This is a laid back, chill time complex over there. Gig- she got the damn giggles. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully y'all enjoy. You know what I'm saying? This is just a kickback, you know, time to you know just shoot the shits like we kind of usually do, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, hopefully whatever we did say, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully you can take that, implement that into your life, and you know what I'm saying, move forward at the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I'm gonna close us out with the dynamic culture quote. See how I did that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But, uh, yeah, the quote is, the number one reason why people give up so fast is because they tend to look at how far they still have to go instead of how far they have gotten. So I picked this quote, you know what I'm saying, because, like, I have been that person who dreads on, you know, how far I have to go to, you know, reach a certain goal instead of, you know, paying attention as the steps that I have already accomplished just to get closer to that goal. And when you pay attention to it that way, you know what I'm saying, that that grows, the motivation grows in you, you know what I'm saying, every single day because you are, you know, enabling yourself to know that you are progressing, you know what I'm saying. Whatever the little obstacles that you may have, just always remember that, you know what I'm saying, you were a, a few steps closer than, closer than you were before you actually started to make that decision to conquer that goal, you know what I'm saying. So don't always sit yourself down as to how long it takes you you know what I'm saying? A millionaire didn't roll over and be a millionaire overnight. They had to work for that. You know what I'm saying? It was a long road to hit. They finished, and now they said no millions. So let that be an inspiration to you to always continue to conquer your goals. Never look at how far it is, but how close are you getting to it. Yeah. So, yeah, with that being said, that's the quote for tonight. Peace and love, and we are out. Peace and love, y'all.